Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast, where two generations of owls, Michael the dad, me, and Hank the son, discuss the latest in movies, plays, books, video games, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Owl, and I am here with... Hank Owl. Hank Owl, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about episode four of series 12 of Doctor Who, Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. And first thing I want to say, we personally really did not like Orphan 55, so we were scared going into this episode since it's not written by Chris Chibnall, and we were worried all the other ones were going to be bad except for the two-parters. But this one surprised us by not being Orphan 55. That's right. We were a little bit nervous, certainly. And uh, right from the beginning, I thought I kind of really liked this episode. I liked where we started. And we started without any doctor or companion really being involved. I like I like when Doctor Who episodes start like that. I do, too. There's an element of danger. We had Tesla, who... Uh, I'm going to massacre this guy's name, but he is played by Goran Vizhnik, probably. Something close to that who you guys may remember from ER or not, that show from back in the day. He was like nine or ten seasons of that show. Really great actor, played a, a handsome Eastern European doctor. And he's been on a fuse in Rounders. He's been in lots of stuff. He's consistently been working since then. But I haven't seen him in forever. I haven't been aware of his shows. And I did not recognize him here. I recognized it as somebody familiar and somebody really good. Oh, he yeah. Was, did a great Tesla job. Tesla was amazing in this episode. I think he was my favorite part. Yeah, me too. Me too, me too. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so much better. What else did you like about it? Um, well, who is Tesla for somebody who, who might not know? Tesla, well, he's he made a car one. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. He did a lot of uh, inventions. He's one of the great American inventors back in the... Uh, the Edison era, I guess you could say, the early 1900s, one of the people around during the start of the modern age, I guess you could say. And he did a lot of inventing, did a lot of stuff with electric currents. Yeah, he invented and the uh, radio. AC, right? Alternating current? I'm not sure, but I think so. <laughs> I think so. he did, but I'm not really positive. I mean, obviously, it's alternating versus DC direct, which was Westinghouse and Edison, or just Edison, or just Westinghouse? I think it was Westinghouse and Edison. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so that's kind of background. We're in early 20th century New York. Yeah. I like I like it when they go to America. Yeah, I do too. Says the American. <laughs> right, indeed. Which is cool thinking about how this might have been educational to someone not from America. It's like, and I thought this with Rosa too, it's just like, for us, it's like, oh, yeah, it's Rosa Parks, and it's Nikola Tesla, and it's Edison. And they're like, oh, wow, who's this Rosa Parks fella? And yeah, and even for Americans, like I, I learned some things in both the Rosa episode and this episode. So I think it's, it's good to, um, to put yourself in that frame of mind and realize you know, the, the, the core audience is British. And so, yeah, not as familiar with these American history figures. But I think the, I think America, like, I'm, who, I'm sure Americans learned a ton too. I know they're I like who's Tesla, and I'm like you don't know Tesla. Yeah, he's Tesla. We got all those Tesla cars. Well, also I feel like he's a popular figure in almost like American mythology storytelling. There was that there was that movie with Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman. And they were like two magicians trying to one-up each other. And one of them goes to Tesla's 
laboratory and like you know finds a thing and that's a key plot point and Tesla's involved in that and I I feel like Tesla pops up on a, on a decent amount of things as of late uh, not just with the car being you know named after him but I think you know he's a, he's a figure that people are fascinated by and I think you know for good reason yes all right so I also think on? this episode got a little bit darker than the usual episodes go with the doctor's speech to the I forget what they're called the scorpion species right and we it's we like first, when you die you'll just be blood and dust and no one will ever remember you and that was like oh, <laughs> yeah that was great i do like we we saw her they they gave her moments to be tough and angry and dark and i am excited also that it's going more in, in this that direction. direction um i was interested uh by the species too because they gotta be some kind of rachnos sister species and with the jadoon being in the next episode i'm loving the russell t davies era references yeah because uh and they and the gun they had was silurian silurian but that was they returned in moffat era and chris chibnall was the one that brought them from old who to new who yeah right. that's very cool so yeah so they are people in this the whole i guess the whole story is they're trying to get tesla to fix their ship right because the, he's the engineer of choice for them because he detected this signal that they had sent out from Mars. And so the top engineer figured it out. That was Tesla. So now they're coming for Tesla to kidnap him and say, fix my ship. Is that right? Yes. All right. And that's a pretty good plot to me. Like, it, that was good. It was interesting. Um, I think they kept the like characters kind of small. Uh, they didn't get... I just like it when there's less people because they have to put focus on less people, and I think they did that well. I feel like there could have been a way it could have gone Orphan 55E and you have, like, everyone here. Yeah, that's, I, can, I, I hear that. What, uh, what did you think of the, of the, the villain, this, this monster, this alien race? I, uh, thought the, I thought they were very intimidating. Like, when the tail came back, like, I thought that was pretty cool their teeth their teeth was annoying me they looked fake and like too symmetrical yeah the close-up of the queen that they went to off in that shot that got a little bit old a little bit to me and when they're talking about how like they weren't going to build anything themselves and they're talking about that with edison too i thought i was worried and they did for a second get a little too heavy-handed on that like focus too much on that it's like okay don't go here telling me the theme Right. Uh, but I think they they moved away from that pretty quickly. Who was the guy in the beginning shooting like the black hooded figure? What was that? I think that was like one of the aliens that they just turned into a human somehow. Our, their powers were not very well explained because when they returned to the ship, they returned in crazy scorpion form. And what was the cube as well? That was just something that they had repurposed to find Tesla. Is that yeah, right? Yes. So they were they were a scavenger planet, which reminds me of the people from uh, the Christmas Invasion. They were scavenger race too. Yeah, that's right. Although I don't think this race was a scavenger race. It was just a group of that race that happened to be scavengers. Right. And this is the Skithra. I found their name. The so Skithra is our is our villains in this one. What um. So we've we've said we liked Tesla's portrayal uh, a lot in the actor. Uh, Edison was kind of a jerk, wasn't he? Oh yeah, and which is weird portrayal because he's the light bulb man. He's like on like top 
20 great Americans. Yeah, and I've I've been wanting to read a biography about him for a while. There's a a story about him that is told from a lot of the, the new Stoic philosophers, or, or at least, you know, a couple of them have told a story about Edison and a big fire at his factory and how instead of being, you know, horribly uh, depressed by it that he, you know, got, you know, sent somebody to get his wife and children or whatever to come look at it saying, you know, you're never going to see a fire like this again in your lifetime. You know, look at this and enjoy this. This isn't this spectacular and amazing. I'm hoping Rather people than, in the factory weren't dying inside while he was doing this. Well, I hope not either. But, you know, certainly when I don't know if I would have that much uh, perspective and good Stoic philosophy in myself to be firehouses is burning down, everybody's safe, and be like, oh, look at this cool fire. Isn't this amazing? I might be mourning my uh, possessions. I don't know. Or certainly just depressed about the idea of replacing everything and getting back up. But apparently he didn't. He wasn't like that. So I don't know how much of that is accurate or how much is that a story, um, you know, for this or his exaggeration of his personality. But certainly they set up a, you know, a dichotomy between them. They had, you know, Tesla used to work for Edison and Edison. Which is, I think that's historically true. Too. I think it is too. And so Edison, his model apparently given from this episode was hire the best around and then use, you know, and take, you know, their inventions are his, you know. But I think he also obviously clearly did inventions on his own. So I don't know how much of that is true, but that was sort of when he good sees the Tardis dichotomy, right? Yes. When he sees the Tardis, he's like, money. Please. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Money, it did become kind of a running joke of like everything he looked at is like, hmm, I could build that and make a bunch of them and sell them. <laughs> so that that was kind of funny. Uh were you scared? Was this a scary one to you or no? This was not incredibly scary. Nothing can ever be as scary as the empty child and the doctor dances nothing nothing yeah no doctor who episode is getting that close uh i, I blink i liked blink i thought blink was scary it was not way. as scary though i thought it was um yeah it just was a really good solid episode you know it wasn't incredible it didn't have the the the, the mythos and the the epicness of the two-parter that started the season, but it was this is a really, I think, a really good solid episode, and actually yes. one I'd like to see again to see if it, see if I hold, see if it holds up. Yes. Uh, anything else <laughs> you feel that it was a remarkable or worth remarking on? Uh, the end felt very. I was getting a lot of Vincent and the Doctor vibes as being the unappreciated genius. Yeah, and I think it was interesting. It was nice to have. Uh, Yes, be like, you know, she clearly felt for Tesla and that he is underappreciated by, you know, current day standards and her disappointment in that, okay, well, now he helped us save the world right now or whatever, you know, or save something. Save the day, certainly, for, well, I guess it saved the world. That's what this bothered me, too. Let me give my compliment and then I'll say what bothered me. So I like the fact that she was concerned that the fact that their actions that they did during that episode did not then increase his fame and, and recognition and uh, stature in the eyes of the public currently. So they changed something in the past, but it didn't really translate in the future. But also when these uh, aliens, they said they were going to destroy the world, 
you know, if they don't give him Tesla and it was like one person for the world, like how are they going to destroy the world? Exactly. I need I Tesla to repair their that, ship. Like, no, no, you didn't. I don't think they could. I feel like a big hole in the threat. And I feel so like, I feel like they did this thing and the doctor instead of normally would be like, Oh, you know, how are you going to do that? Was just like, Oh my God, you're right. You know, they're going to, so, so we, I guess she didn't question how they were going to kill the world. And, but I did. So I thought, so that bothered me a little bit. Anything else bothered you about it, or anything else you you liked about it? No, I think I think it was just a solid. It was a solid episode. Yeah, I agree. Okay, it gives uh, again get excited about the rest of the season, but not you know overly overly crazy. Now there was no mention of again in this one of you know the hints of what they set up in the first two episodes. You know the double episode with. With a timeless child or any of that kind of stuff. So. I'm guessing. I'm guessing they're gonna solve that next episode from all the trailer looks. So they're probably not really gonna address it fully until the final two part. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, so I think yeah, solve maybe not solve, but maybe bring back up and have it continue to be part of that. So I'm very excited for the next episode, Child was- of the Jadoon. I think. Okay, tell me about the Jadoon again. Remind me. The June or the Rhino Fobo Dogo though. They're like the police. <laughs> man of the gal of the universe that's right so might have a crime might have a fun crime story yes which would be pretty cool plot i think it was what's the vampire species from the first to do an episode a plasmavore uh, i don't remember i wouldn't mind seeing them again like vampires that's right that's what they were after she was after blood like is that yes right that was martha jones's first episode correct uh, yes. Yeah. Although the act, uh, Freeman Adjman did appear in the season two finale. Doctor Who trivia. Ooh, nice. Nice. Good trivia. Not as Martha Jones, though. As Jones Martha? Yes. Sweet. Uh, anything else you want to say about this episode? I really liked it. I liked, the, I liked uh, <laughs> Tesla's assistant, too. I thought she was great. The actor did a great job with her as well. All right. Yeah, that's, that's I think that's all we got to say for that one. All right, so looking forward to the next episode. Uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for, for joining us. Until we meet again. Thank you for listening to the Owls on Culture podcast. Our theme music was recorded and assembled by Marine Sersier and Antoine Blanc. The show is produced by Pinecone Turkey. To learn more about Pinecone Turkey, visit pineconeturkey.com. We can the latest blog posts from the Owls on Culture hosts sign up for the flock email twice a month newsletter short film poetry short story and visual art right to your inbox your monthly dose of art curated by Pineco Turkey if you'd like to support the podcast you can do so by leaving us a rating